How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Get up, get ready, get your coffee in you. It is championship weekend in Sun Conference for men's and women's basketball. If that doesn't get you fired up, that doesn't get you ready to go, folks, I don't know what will. As promised, this episode is purely basketball. We are just previewing the semifinals for both the men's and the women's side. And then we're going to hear from St. Thomas basketball coach Patrick Crary. In fact, how about we go ahead and put that interview in now? I think we like that. Y'all know I like interviews more than just myself talking. So we're going to start with that. We're going to start with Coach Crary from St. Thomas. And then at the end, my full predictions, what I think is going to happen in the men's and women's side. And, yeah, we're not going to take a look at the finals yet, but we have four games we're going to preview. We'll get to those right after the interview. So without further ado, here is myself and St. Thomas men's basketball coach, Patrick Crary. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. Really appreciate him coming on this night before well, probably the biggest game of your St. Thomas basketball career. I know you play in some big ones. We're going to talk about a little bit, but coach, Patrick Crary of the St. Thomas men's basketball team. Coach, how you doing today, man? A little tired, but we're excited. You know, excited about the opportunity to play in the semifinal against a really good Thomas team um, that we battle with this year. Just looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, y'all split with Thomas this year. It's a little bit of a surprise. I mean, you know, Thomas was a team to finish, I mean, right at the, right, right at the bottom of the conference, and y'all playing them there, the two seed. We're kind of surprised that Nighthawks are right up there for y'all, but no, y'all are really excited. How about you? How are you and the guys feeling for the before the big matchup with TU? I'm just excited. You know, Thomas and, and uh, we've kind of been going at it with them all year. Uh, being like right at like one or two, you know, one, two or three, kind of in the polls with them most of the year in terms of like the ratings in the conference. Doing some, you know, a little bit of stamina. I'm a numbers guy, so I'm all about the numbers and. According to what I've seen, we gave Thomas their only double-digit loss of the season. They've only given – they've given us our only double-digit loss of the season. Um, you know, two of the you know, better scoring teams in the league, you know, yeah. two of the more, I would say, probably more exciting teams in the league, athletic. Uh, you know, Thomas having four, you know, all-conference guys. Yeah. Us having three. Us having three first-team guys. You know, it'll be a lot of talent on the floor. Um, you know, the Thomas program, you know, one thing about them, you know, they, they were a very scrappy program. You know, my first year coming in, a lot of respect for Coach TJ and what he did building that program up. And so uh, they were always on the cusp. Like, they just – it wasn't like they were just, you know, not very good. They were always a well-coached, tough program. Um, but they got a big this year, and then their guards got more mature, and uh, they're, they're a really good basketball team. Yeah, I really like the matchup between y'all two. Uh, of the four semi-final matchups on the men's and the women's side, it is the matchup that I'm most excited to see because I think it's like you said, it's going to be high scoring, fast pace. Uh, I think y'all match up match up really, really well. I think y'all have a little bit better outside shooting than they do. I think they do a lot of stuff uh, inside very well. Like you said, they got a, a really good big this year. But let's talk a little bit more about uh, St. Thomas basketball. You know, year one wasn't a bad year for you, but y'all have obviously taken a big step forward in year two. You know, how was it done and, like, how has that culture changed uh, with y'all to make y'all one of the premier teams in the Sun Conference? Players. I mean, like, it's – I mean, 
people want to complicate athletics, especially basketball, but players, you know, we, we got the players that, you know, we thought fit our style um, and not just in terms of you know, basketball and X's and O's, but just in terms of who they were as people. You know, I'm a very tough coach on my guys. So, like, the relationship aspect has to be really tight or really there um, to understand that a lot of it is, is really just love and nurturing and just, you know, you know, learning about each other. And we had to get guys. So if we got some dudes, you know, as we see, I mean, all three of our all-conference all, all players, all brand-new recruits, um, you know, and so – you know, we, we got the guys that we that fit us, you know, that fit St. Thomas as a university, fit the way we wanted to play. Um, you know, I was – I mean, our first year was a tough year. We were talented, though. I mean, we were super talented. Uh, but year one, anywhere you go as a transition year, it's always going to be difficult. It's always going to be new and different. Um, so year, year two, kind of having a clean slate, or getting the guys in there that we knew um, fit us. It really has its role I completely agree with you with what you said is, you know, a lot of coaches and like you said, in basketball, uh, especially they try to come up with different schemes. And yes, a coach, uh, of course, coaching and the scheme matters. But at the end of the day, it's about the Jimmy and Joe is a whole heck of a lot more than the X's and O's. And y'all cer certainly got uh, plenty of those. Like we said, the or like you said, the new guys, Milton Matthews, Fred Mulba, Dalen Dean, all first team, all conference guys, you know, what have they done for your program, not only on the court, but kind of helped change that mentality uh, off the court for Bobcat basketball? We're just on campus in general, you know, very likable guys, um, guys that are you know, at the football games, you know, that are just at other events. We support the women's team at their games, you know, guys that are good in the classroom, uh, good in the community. You know, it's just, they're, they're everyday guys. Like you would never know. Like Milton Matthews is probably the most humble guy. Like you would never know. You know, he is he number three in the conference or number two in the conference in scoring, and, and he's a humble guy. You know, Fred Mobile, the nicest kid you've ever met. I mean, he's just a great kid. Um, and Delon Dean, he's from Houston, so he's got like that southern hospitality in him. You know, just a really nice guy. Um, DeAndre Johnson. He's six ten, and he's, he's he's the nicest guy. So I mean, people like our guys, you know, on campus. They like our players. Um, they like them as people, you know, and that really means something when you're really trying to build a community around something. And there's no there's no doubt you're you're a people's people's person, and you you are players' coach. from what it sounds like, you know, uh, I was reading your bio. One one of your favorite quotes, a motto that you live your life by: relationships, then championships. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit more on that and what that means as far as far as your program goes? I mean, I just relationships are the key to life. I mean, you got you know your relationship with God, you know your relationship with your spouse, you know with your kids, your parents, your siblings. Uh, it's no different than in business and in basketball. You know, we're trying to get guys to do certain things, and you know. In order to build that relationship, you got to have trust. You got to have honesty, transparency. You got to have love. Um, and, you know, it goes a long way. I mean, you've seen me coach, you know, so, and that was, and I think I'm probably a little more, you know, raw, for lack of better words. Um, I don't really try to be somebody that I'm not. And I think my guys kind of respect that because, you know, what you guys see on Thursday and Saturdays, 
they're seeing every single day at practice or on the bus and we have a good time. Um, but we just, for me, it's all about just building the relationships with our staff, our players, you know, the community. Like me and you, like, you know, we just, yeah. you came up to me, I started to talk. I said, oh man, I love what you do. That, that, oh, what you doing when you get out of school? You know, you want to be a GA? You know, like, it's just, yeah, it's just, that's just, it's just kind of who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, kind of how I, how I live my life. Um, yeah. Uh, like, like you said, uh, like you said before the game, we were talking. I was like, "Well, there's no doubt I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to have this guy on." Then at halftime, apparently you were you were chopping up with my boy Trey a little bit uh, during the first half or at halftime. He comes up to me, he's like, "Yo, you got to get the man on the podcast." And I was like, <laughs> "Enough said, I got him." He was sitting. He was sitting at the scores table, like right behind the bench. I always like to talk to like the people at the table if they will, because I mean they got to deal with me for forty minutes. <laughs> it's the game a little more entertaining. Um, yeah, we had we had a good time. We had definitely had a good. It's always better when you win. Absolutely, yeah. Y'all certainly have uh, done that a lot uh, in the South by Center last couple of years too. Uh, you've had a pretty good uh, record against Weber. I'm not gonna give a spoiler because uh, we're gonna have this interview here, and then uh, uh, I'm gonna do my preview for. The, the semifinal matchups right after this. I will say it wouldn't blow it wouldn't be the biggest surprise if there was a rematch between uh Weber and St. Thomas. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But coach uh all four of these teams are good. All, all any four of these teams can win a tournament pretty much been the top four teams, you know, once we got to like that middle to second half of some conference play. Yes. I mean when Weber came to us, I want to say they were like eight and one or something like that or eight and two when they came to the Fernandez Center, you know, earlier in the year. So they were, you know, they were tops of the conference at the beginning. Thomas was undefeated. And then us and Southeastern came on late. And then Southeastern, you know, winning like eight of nine or something like that and took control later on in the year. Yeah, you know, something I've been preaching on here for the last couple of months with basketball and this being my first season covering basketball in the Sun Conference, I was like, look, this conference is – or for basketball in this conference, it is the most competitive uh, at the top and really all, all the way from top to bottom. I think it's the most competitive sport in, in the Sun Conference. And we're seeing that now because, like like you said, all four of these teams, honestly, all six of the teams, throw in Kaiser and Warner, who uh, who were in, in the in, in this game. And y'all y'all got all you can handle for, from the Royals as well. We were watching that game very closely uh, while we were uh, playing Kaiser. Anyways, it's so competitive, and it is neck and neck. Like, the difference between y'all, Thomas, Weber, and Southeastern, there is none. So, w w what is that grind like, like playing in a conference where ever, anybody could be anybody on any given weekend? Like, wh what's that like preparing and then actually playing in it? Fun. You know, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, you know you got to be on your A game. And you know you can get beat by anybody at any time, you know, and, and – you know, playing against Warner, I mean, I think this is just my personal view. I think Sean's the best coach in the conference. He's been here the longest. I mean, he's won more than anybody that's been in the conference of all the head coaches. He has the most championships. So if you have the most championships, then to me, you're the best. And so um, we knew Warner was going to be tough. I knew they were going to be really tough in the postseason uh, just because of how good Sean is. And, you know, Logan West, uh, Joseph Marks, absolute stud. So, you know, playing in a competitive conference like this is is different. It's been great for, I would say, my growth personally as a coach. Uh, there's no off days. You know, I was 
I'm in the hotel now. I was coming upstairs and I was telling our bus driver, I said, you know, I recruited DeLon Dean in October of 2021. So I've been working for these next two days since last October of 2021. So like we are, you know, this is a grind and everything is kind of for the next, you know, 72 hours as we prepare, hopefully to play our best when it, when it matters the most. I just want to talk a little, little bit more about that that feeling that that you have now is it's getting to the point where it is when or your season's over. You you you've had you had a really good career at Washington um, at Adventus, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, yeah, you had a good good career there. Um, I, I have a question I might ask about that here in a second, but I want to just touch on that when you get into. I guess we'll call it the red zone where it is like it's here. It is now go time. You have to go win this game. You had to win Warner. Now you, you had, now you got to beat Thomas. If you're wanting to breach your ultimate goal, bring the sun conference title back. He used to describe a little bit about that, what that feeling is as a coach. I'm always interested to hear like from a coach versus like from a player. Well, first I'm going to say this. I think we've done enough to deserve an at large bid to the national tournament. I think us and Thomas have done Max. enough. Okay. Yeah. That, that. Our teams in our region have been for most of the year. Now, uh, hopefully I don't have to leave that up to the committee. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'll say that first. But uh, having everything on the line, um, it's humbling, you know. Um, but it also brings some experience. Now, I would say in that Warner game, our, our players, I could see a little bit of – tense you know in our players not just our players but just in the atmosphere of the building you know a lot of people in the building high expectations it's been a very good year you know you, you definitely want to win this game you know you're supposed to win this game based upon the numbers and the records of the teams um but the experience kind of kicks in you've been there before and this is my I always mess this up because of the COVID year but I believe this is my 12th year as the head as a head coach and um you know, being in these games before, you know the only way you get out of yourself is if you allow yourself to 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 go there emotionally and think about those things. Mm-hmm. What you need to think about is the game, you know, the next play. You know, so when you're in those moments for me, I'm not. I'm in a zone. Like I'm ready to for the next play. I'm trying to win the game, especially with a team with like ours. It's a high character team with a lot of talent. As long as we stay together, you know, we have a great chance of winning you know, every game that we play just because of how talented our guys are and how good people they are, how smart they are when it comes to basketball. So, um, you know, it's, it's something you can't explain. It's something as, you know, as a, as a rookie head coach or a second, third year head coach, it's hard to really, you feel like everything you worked for is going to be gone in 40 minutes. And it's, it's really not that fatal. Okay. It really is. Right. Um, but, you know, with experience, you kind of learn that. You kind of understand that. Uh, but if you look at it, you know, last year we lose the FOMO by, by, you know, two points. Last year we lost eight eight games by one possession, and we were 13 and 10. So, um, you know, you, you just learn from those experiences. You understand what you did wrong as a coach, what you could have done better uh, to prepare your team. You just move on from there. But you just – the experience kind of kicks in, and you're just locked in. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it does kind of sound like it's like w- with me and like like when I get ready for a big game, it's like 
everything has to go right. And then once the game actually starts, like, okay, it's not the end of the world. We're just going to let, let this thing flow. Uh, what you did, did start off with, I do think wh whatever happens, I think y'all and Thomas are uh, – have a very both have good shots of going to uh, opening round. However, I've learned to be very, very careful with uh, do, doing that uh, since I started this because I had St. Thomas football already. I, I was like, okay, where's St. Thomas football going to be going and playing uh, in their opening round? And then, yeah, they uh, they know what, what was that, Coach? But yeah, we know what happened with that. We were all very disappointed. Yeah, it is what it is. But hey, we we, we go and we, we move on. Now we're uh, here to talking about about uh, St. Thomas basketball, uh, Coach. I really appreciate you coming on. No, no, it's late. No, you obviously huge, huge game tomorrow. Just want to ask you one more question, man. What what will it mean to you? And or actually, I lied. I actually have two more questions for you. But uh, for the first one, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, Washington Adventist. Uh, you took the shock to four NAI national tournament appearances. Uh, you know, what was it about St. Thomas that uh, made you want to leave Maryland for Miami Gardens besides weather? The weather's crazy. Um, it was just growth. You know, it was growth. It was just time for, for a change, something new. Um, you know, and the president of our university was, you know, really wants to compete to win a national title. Um, you know, I, I, I don't try to hide that my aspirations for myself is to be the best I can be, which hopefully is you know, one one of the best coaches in the, the country, regardless of any level. And it's a pressure that I only put on myself, but it's something that I strive for. I don't hide away from it. Um, I think we work hard to get there. We're going to try to get there every single day. And for me to try to achieve something like that, you know, I, I knew I had to take take another step. And, and St. Thomas was that step. It was just a perfect fit for me uh, just in terms of the school, you know, it was another faith-based institution. Um, you know, I'm a D.C. guy, you know, DMV, PT County, Maryland guy. Um, but Miami is very much my vibe. So, you know, it kind of I, fits, I, you know, I think Miami is a lot of people's vibe, Coach. Yeah. It, ain't a, it ain't a bad yeah. spot to stay in. Not a bad spot to live in. I mean, I'm usually like five shades lighter than I am right now, but I get to walk two miles a day, 75 degrees, you know, in February. So, um, just that is the chance to compete. And, you know, there's some very good NAI coaches out there that I competed against at Washington at Venice that I felt had more resources than, than we did. Mm. And I felt like the playing field, you know, just wasn't kind of leveled. And now I feel like it is. So, you know, I, I got to go out there and perform and do what I need to do and to put St. Thomas in the best situation to compete for to compete for national, you know, Sun Conference and national titles. And, that's what we're trying to build over here day by day. It's a constant grind, but you know, I'm loving it so far, only in year two. Yes, sir. I mean, it sounds like to me you're loving it. You, you love being a Bobcat, so I'll ask you that, this one last question. What would it mean to you early on in your time at St. Thomas, go to Lakeland, go to the Furnace, and bring that Sun Conference banner back to Miami Gardens? Yeah, we, we were up 17, you know, 17 minutes to go in that game. Um, you win that game two weeks ago. You know, we're probably, I'm probably doing this from my own bed, um, you know, because we would have had the driver's seat. So I think life gives you experiences, and what you do with them is based upon, you know, your habits and your actions on a daily basis. And uh, it, it would mean a lot to come here and do it here, especially a lot of respect for 
know, Southeastern University. You know, I think Riley Mannix is. I mean, he's definitely he's the, the best player, player in the country. He's probably the best player. I mean, really. I mean, I don't. I I've been trying to go back in my head. Think since I was NAI, like who is better than him? Um, I've never prepared for anybody like I prepared for him. Like Kyle Mangus, who was an Indiana Wesleyan. You know, he was one of the better players in the history of NAI. I didn't prepare for Kyle Mangus like how I prepared for Riley Mangus. I mean, we, we do a very good job on him. We have statistically. Yeah. Um, but he is a monster. So, you know, coming here to win it, you know, doing it for, you know, everybody that believed in us at home, you know, in Miami Gardens, you know, for the mayor of Miami Gardens, for the president of our university, David Armstrong, for our athletic director, Riley, Bill Reichel, you know, for all of, you know, student body who really supports us, you know, for my family, and most importantly for my players, it would be everything. So, you know, we're here doing our best to put our best foot forward, you know, to make it happen. We know it's going to be a tough, tough task, first thing to compete against a very talented Thomas team that we have nothing but respect for. I believe Colin Cotter is the coach of the year in our conference. That's who I yes. voted for. Yes. Uh, he's a fabulous young coach. We found out we have ties through one of my mentees. And once I found that out, we, he's been like my boy. Like, I really like Colin. I'm trying to beat him. Don't get it twisted. I'm trying <laughs> to beat him. Um, but I, I know I think Colin's an excellent basketball coach. He does a great job over there. So, you know, it will, in short, you know, it would mean everything to get it done. Um, and that's what we're striving to do. Absolutely, Coach. It's going to be a really good matchup to see out there tomorrow. Um, you know, and just one more thing. When you, you're talking about Riley, it, for me, and like talking about it on media, so I don't like to be that – I don't want to be that like ESPN guy that just talks about LeBron for an hour or whatever. But like when I talk about the conference in basketball, it is kind of like – he he is that guy. I mean, he like he is the difference maker in in, in these games. So no, I I get you into like here you who obviously has more NAI basketball knowledge than just about anybody uh, over the last decade or so. Hearing that and just you know that's even more confirmation on it. But coach, uh, and I, well, one more thing uh, with it, something that and the reason that uh, Riley is kind of, I won't say struggle, but y'all be able to hold him down. Something I notice uh, when y'all play Weber, y'all do a good job of taking out. First options. I mean, these are some good players. Yeah. Kishon Stokes is a very good player. You know, he is a very tough player. Um, you know, the big kid is very good at Thomas. He's given us problems. The point guard, I mean, he has grown so much into it. He's one of my favorite players in this league. You know, me and him, we get to chatting against each other, and it's all love. Everybody's looking around. We're like, man, we, it's all love. He's a yeah. really good player. And, um, you know, with Riley, he's special, you know, and, and so is Reggie. Reggie's an unbelievable. Oh, yeah. you know, when we played that game up there, Reggie turned that game. You know, where we Reggie hadn't scored in the first half. We did a really good job on him. He came out and busted, I believe, for like 17 in the last 15 minutes of the game. Uh, played fabulous. So I've got a, a lot of respect for those guys over there, um, as I know they do us. Absolutely. I know they do us, and so it's the beauty of conference play. And so I look forward to competing you know, over this next weekend. You know, especially with this game tomorrow, one of the probably one of the more highly anticipated games, you know, in the country, just in terms of you know uh, conference matchups. 
Yes, sir. All right. Well, Coach, good luck tomorrow. See you out there. And hopefully Saturday, a little championship action. Have a good night's rest and go get after the night, Coach, or tomorrow, Coach. I just want to tell you on behalf of, you know, just St. Thomas and everybody in the Sun Conference, we really appreciate your coverage. You're doing an absolutely great job. You know, I run game operations at St. Thomas, so when I saw your, you know, everything going up, Instagram and the podcast, early in the year of football, I was really intrigued. You know, we follow a lot of our players and they repost their stuff. You know, you're doing a really good job. you got a bright future in front of you. Um, and we're really happy that you're putting us out there. We really appreciate it. Man, I t you know, I, I, I tell people I love doing it. I'm doing this for the athletes more than anything. My fellow Sun Conference athletes help give them a platform that displays what they do. I started this thing. We're coming up, uh, yeah, we're about three weeks away from turning a year old. Uh, it's a lot, lot of hard work, but it's worth every second of it. And being able to talk coaches like you and athletes across the conference, all worth it, 100%, man. You're doing a great job. you got a great future in front of you. Appreciate you, Coach. All right, really appreciate Coach Craig coming on. Hope you all enjoyed that interview with Coach. All right, let's get into some previews. All right, let's start with – we'll go with men's basketball first, and we'll finish with the women's. And I'll tell you what, let's just uh, get right into talking about St. Thomas and Thomas. It's going to be the first game played in Lakeland tomorrow. And honestly, of all four games that are going to be played tomorrow, this is the one that really interests me the most. Because you have St. Thomas, who down the stretch probably played the best basketball on the men's side besides maybe Southeastern. And you got the Thomas Nighthawks, who are a team that nobody – thought would get a get a first round bye in the Sun Conference tournament. They come in the two seed to Lakeland. I mean, what what a year from them. This all this is also the matchup of the four that will feature the most first team all conference players with Muhammad Abukar, uh, Jordan Booker, Milton Matthews, Fred Mulba, Dalen Dean. It's gonna be an incredible matchup to get it started. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there for that game. I really wish I was unable to be there i will be there for the weber southeaster game southeastern game my apologies after that but what are the keys for this first game i think if you're thomas you have to continue to do with what you've been successful with and that is playing really good defense and being able to shut down the star players of other teams now how will they do that it starts with trying to figure out fred mulba mulba is if he is on and he's having his A game and he's able to facilitate this Bobcat offense and set up Matthew, set up Dean, the Splash Bros, and they're hitting their shots, it's going to be tough beating them. But if you can get in Mulba's head and they're able to stop him from finding those passes, get him out of his rhythm, as my alarm goes off, my apologies. It means i got to take the laundry out of the washing machine. Anyways, if they can shut – Mulba down to start and then just keep chipping away. We know they're a really balanced team. Uh, you know, Booker and Abuka are going to be the main ones doing that, doing the damage for uh, the Nighthawks. But I think for them to have success offensively, they're going to need their three point shooting to be on point. I think in the inside, there's nobody that is able to shut you down better and that is mostly mostly from point guard play uh like give you an example Kashawn stokes was 
probably the best point guard in this conference this year. Him, him and Mulba right up there probably get, give the give the nod to Kayshawn. What St. Thomas was able to do in that game was say, hey, you're not going to be able to drive in and get these, e- not easy, but the, these layups that you live off of. And when you look at Thomas, they're not really a side that's known for their three-point shot. I mean, that's just not something that they live off of. They live more down low. And we, we saw when St. Thomas got that second look at him and Coach Curry made the adjustment, it wasn't even a close game down in Miami Gardens. Now, yes, Thomas won earlier in the year when they were super hot. I think it's going to be really difficult for the Nighthawks in this game. I think this is a tough matchup. I think St. Thomas is playing their best ball of the season right now. And I, I think that the Bobcats win this one. Uh, I think it's a relatively close game. Uh, I think it stays within that kind of 7-12 to 12 point range. And eventually, St. Thomas will either hold off and win by that, or win by a little bit more. But I, I, I do, I do like St. Thomas. I think it will be a, a relatively close game. But I do like the Bobcats. I like the three seed to move on. Now let's talk about the other one. Whew! Look, y'all know I've done a better job not always picking Weber and everything. I, I, I'm working on. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. You got to admit it. I might do it. I might do it, but let me talk to myself a little bit more and uh, let me see if I made that decision because I keep on thinking about what the fire have or not what, who the fire have, and it is Riley Minix. I've said it on here plenty of times. He's the best player in the conference. He's probably the best player in the NAI this year. But what about everybody else? And I don't mean that by oh, it's Riley Minix and company. No, 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 no. I mean that by there are a lot of other good pieces like Shore, like Reggie. There are good, good pieces. And it's why if you put a gun to my head and say, hey, of these four teams, who do you think has got the best shot of winning a red banner? I'd probably have to say Southeastern. But that's a story for uh, a couple weeks from now. Riley can't do it all himself. He can't. It's impossible. It, it, it can't be done. You can't win a basketball game with just one guy. Now, I say that he could drop 70 points and make me look like a fool, but I'm going to bet on that not to happen. What I think the key is for Weber is we saw them get back to the way they were playing. It was bad down the stretch. Weber was a bad basketball team for about, a, about two weeks. They were. I mean, they went from the top of the conference to fourth. It could have been worse, but it it wasn't, thankfully. I saw the team make an adjustment. Not coach, and I'm sure he's got some, got some good stuff uh, for us this weekend. I saw the team mentally refocus. Because, look, nobody knows, knows or I'm sorry, I don't know anybody better than I know Weber at any sport. That's fact. That's what it is. I'm here. That's what it is. So I know when these guys are playing their best ball, and I know when they're not. And I think they turned the corner right at the right time. Thank God they did. Because if they didn't, we'd be talking about Kaiser versus Southeastern right now. Guys, that Kaiser-Weber game, if you didn't watch, it wasn't a close basketball game. 
adjustments were made, and they went and they shut down the best two players, Lott and Tucker, shut them down. And those were both guys averaging 15 and 9, and neither one of them were, were close to it. I think Lott may have been close in, uh, in points, but still, shut them down. Held them well below their average of what they were doing all year in the biggest games of the Seahawks season, of anybody's season. I think that is something positive Weber can take moving on to Lakeland and moving on to the semifinals. And let's be honest, there's probably nobody on the Weber basketball team that can stop Riley. I don't think there's anybody in this conference that just one-on-one can. That's just the way it is. But let him go and have a 35-20 performance. That's fine. We, you can win with Riley doing that. You can but what you can't do is let Shore get 20, and then Reggie has 15 and 10. Then you've lost the basketball game. I think Weber is going to do that and make those adjustments and be able to slow down this the rest of the Southeastern team. And then it's on Katana and Anakinye and Eddie Davis. It's on those guys to get the rebounds, steal the rebounds, Keep and I know I keep saying his name, but look, it, it is what it is. He's the best player in this tournament. If you're gonna beat Southeastern, you're gonna beat the host. You got you got to beat him in something. He's gonna score. But we have the Weber has the bigs to be able to limit the rebounding. And then Kayshawn Stokes has got to have the game of his life. That's got to happen. It has to happen. Period. He has got to go and have a thirty point perform- performance, or he's out. There's no Tion Martin. It's going to it's going to be him, and he's going to need help. Golden Golden, I think, is another guy that can match up well and at least make it tough on Riley Minix. But I do think that Riley's about to go out here and play the best game he's played all, all season, which is scary. But I think that that's going to happen. But I think so will Kayshawn. I think that will even it out, and I think this is going to be a down to the wire game. I think. This game will go either way. It will be a single-digit game. It will be an electric atmosphere in the furnace. That alone makes me want to go Southeastern. But Lil Birdie told me there's going to be a pretty, pretty good crowd coming from Babson Park. As in a couple buses full of Warrior student-athletes going to support their men's basketball team. It's going to be electric, to say the least. If you can get out to the furnace, you can get to Southeastern University and go watch some basketball at 7.30 tomorrow, or tonight. It's dropping on Friday. You should go. So who's going to win the game, Reagan? I really don't know. I really don't know. I think this is going to be five points or less. Either way, it's so hard to pick against that guy. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say Coach Gabriel Rutledge, the Weber man himself, he is going to get a game plan together, whether if it is it is to do what I said or if it is he's found a way to do what nobody's done yet, and that is stop Riley Minix and the rest of this very talented southeastern side. Give me the Warriors. 
I'm trusting in him. I trust. Woo woo. I think Kashawn's going or Kayshawn's going to have the game of his life. Warriors win. I'll set up uh, Weber and St. Thomas in the final, and uh, if that happens, I think uh, I'll have to have Coach Crary and Coach Rutledge on at the same time. I wonder if they'd agree to that one. Maybe. All right, let's talk about talk about the women's basketball. By the way, if I'm completely wrong about that, it would not surprise me at all if it is Southeastern Thomas. That probably, it, it honestly, it probably surprises me more if it's Weber St. Thomas than if it's uh, Southeastern and uh, and and, and uh, Thomas. Yeah, no, what I say? It is late. Not gonna lie, so it's late tonight. Uh, yeah, we're working on fumes, but we're getting it done for y'all for the basketball for Sun Conference basketball. Anyways. Let's just move on. Let's talk about this women's tournament. I feel a little bit more confident in my predictions for the women's bracket than I do for the men's. First off, I do think Ave Maria is a great year, a good team. I don't think they're beating Florida Memorial in their house on Friday night. I just don't see it happening. I, I don't. See Coach Stanbeck side losing. Um, yeah, Grace Field's going, going to lead the Gyrens in, and they're going to put up a good fight. Uh, I don't, I don't see Chantel Barnett, Aaliyah Dean Ahmad, Tiana Ayulo, who uh, I'll go ahead and say it is my pick for uh, the SunCast Women's Basketball Player of the Year. Uh, it, I think, I think it's her. Period. Uh, men's, I don't really think I need need to say it, but yeah. Anyways, I, I think they're too much. I, I, I just think Flomo is too much, uh, period. You know, I, However they're going to beat them, whether it's down low or uh, with Barnett or if it is going outside and, and, and getting the shooting, I, I, I just don't see Florida Memorial losing. I would say of all four matchups this weekend, Ave Maria beating Florida Memorial would be the biggest upset. And I would be the most surprised by. But hey, seen crazier things happen. Uh, yeah, I think Flomo moves on, and the second game I think will be closer. I think it will be a better game. I still feel pretty confident in my pick. Look, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I think the best two teams in the Sun Conference for women's basketball this season have resided 15 minutes away from each other, and I think they will meet in the conference championship. I think it will be St. Thomas and Flomo. However, oh, wouldn't it be something? The team that has ruled this conference with an iron fist in women's basketball for the last six years or so. In the one year, it looks like a light has shined and there is not going to be Southeastern women's basketball. They've only got seven players on their bench. They've only they got a new head coach. Coach Tim Hayes is gone. Suncast legend Tim Hayes. For the newer listeners, if you don't know, Coach Tim Hayes was the first coach ever, ever in the history of Suncast I had on. Remember, we met in the locker room and had a great conversation. He's doing great with the Colorado women's basketball team. Anyways, in the one year, it seems like it's up for grabs. It could be anybody's. Oh, wouldn't it be something if Southeastern did it again? I would not put it past them. Look, this is a team that just shot 60% from the field in their last game against Weber. 
and they may only play six people. It may just be Anja, Kiki, Amelia, Jocelyn, Gabby, and Reagan. That might be it. But if they're shooting six from seven from behind the arc, and you got Kiki shooting four for five, oh boy. Look, I'm not saying Southeastern or St. Thomas should be worried. I'm just saying this exact same team that Southeastern just ran out of the building for three quarters and however didn't make a good comeback, Southeastern ran them out of the building for the most part. I'd be a little concerned that that same team that they just did that to wore you out. Weber wore St. Thomas out last uh, – I see when they played last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was. I'd be real worried about that if I were St. Thomas. I would not go into this game overly confident. I would if, – if, if I were a leader, if I were Maya Moye, if I was Casey Gagan – I would I'd be having a long talk with my team because the way they played those last couple of games down the stretch, they play like that t- tonight. They ain't making it. It ain't gonna be an all Miami Gardens championship game, which would rock, by the way. An all Miami Gardens matchup. Whew, Lord have mercy, that would uh like for me, I'm just thinking, what if Weber Warner did this? And I'm just like, oh my lord. I do think St. Thomas will get it right, though. I I do think St. Thomas will have what it takes. And to be frank, it's hard to have six teams, and you just played on uh, on Tuesday night, and you got to pick up and play again on Saturday or Friday, and you're only going to be playing six six girls. That's tough. That. Since they six six uh, women student athletes, that that's tough. That's a tough tough thing to do. I know the fire fire got that dog in them though. They can do it. I, I I'm taking St. Thomas. I think it will be Flomo St. Thomas on the women's side. I think it will be Weber St. Thomas on the men's side. That probably means that's all wrong. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, St. Thomas fans, I know I probably made you happy. Um, look, I, I am not responsible if y'all lose both these games tonight. Don't come blaming me. There's no uh, suncast curse going on here. Okay, it's late. I got to edit, edit this thing up. Hope y'all enjoy, enjoyed the interview with Coach. Y'all have a great night, or a great day, I should say. And, hey, if you're a fan of one of the eight teams we talked about, good luck to you. Y'all be easy. Have a good weekend.